0: Hi there, this is Zyzergia, and MBT from j Noise reporting in, and today we have
1: a very special guest. Please go ahead and introduce yourself. Hi, um, my name is Kembo. I used to play in a band called Artilicia based in Kansai. I played uh, the drums and was the main composer of the band. It's nice to be here. Woohoo! Woo-hoo. <laughs> welcome, Woo. welcome. Thank you for joining you. us today. Oh, thanks for having me.
0: No problem.
1: It's a pleasure.
0: Right, so I think we'll start off with what first made you interested in playing in the Visual K band in the first place.
1: Oh, interesting question. Oh, <laughs> um, well, well, actually, the band initially started off just like a rock band, and but we did have a makeup on, and um, we were playing. We had a couple of gigs. And then, what do you call it? the The people just kept recognizing us as a Visual K band just <laughs> only because we had the makeup. And there was the point where we had to make a decision whether we were sticking with the rock um, gigs or the Visual K gigs. And we had a bit of a meeting and well, K, uh my the former vocalist he was pretty much he he pretty much wanted to play in the visual k scene and so i thought all right let's give it a shot
2: on that note um what's the actual difference between the kind of crowd that you get from visual k fans or, or the visual k scene and the regular rock scene
1: mm-hmm. Um, I guess the regular rock scene would be pretty much similar to what you would see, you know, in any other countries like It was quite similar to what I used to see back in Australia when I was living there the the crowd surfing or what is the vibes you get was pretty much similar but um, The first time I saw Visual K's gig was quite shocking in a lot of way for me Um, They all had the same movements, you know, I don't know, I guess you you might know some of it But you know, they have some sort of specific moves that everyone follows. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yes, so that for me was really new, was surprising to see.
0: What clashes with being a Visual K band and being a rock band? Is there anything that doesn't
1: go well together? To me, I. I don't see much difference i mean music is music you and we would play rock see we should be free to you know do whatever we want um we should be able to express ourselves in the way that we really want to but the way what people see in japan is they they try to sort of like fit things in certain groups there are some bands which do wear the the makeups but i don't know what i heard from people back then was that they had the impression they didn't know what we are like what we wanted to do they thought we are visual k but they are playing in a you know regular like normal rock band events mm. and it was okay for me but thinking about what people would think about us we had to make that decision. So if you weren't
2: going to go with K mm. would you remove all that makeup and try to stick with the rock scene that way?
1: Um, I never had the idea of removing the makeup anyway but it wasn't only my decision, you know, to make. I had my vocalist Yeah, to share the ideas too and I was pretty much new to Japan with the live scenes So maybe I thought I need to You know compromise a bit
2: So you mentioned you that you had a vocalist in your band.
1: Uh, yeah, how how did you guys meet? Um, soon after I came to Japan like, which was six, I guess it was six years ago, um, I was looking for members. And then I found a guitarist on the internet and we got along pretty well. And uh, Kay, the vocalist, was a friend of his, the the guitarist. Mm. And the first time I heard Kay's voice was, I mean, <laughs> I don't know if I'm allowed to say this, but he couldn't sing a tune like in a melody but the the potential that he had was really amazing so i thought you know i wanted to do with him
0: and how would you compare the the live scene in japan to Mm. um that in australia
1: i guess you know seeing like some popular rock bands um talking about gigs in Japan, um, they get like, what is it, positive impressions um, from the interviews, which is um, the Japanese crowd, um, this doesn't just regard with um, the visual K or the rock scene, but they try to make the whole, what do you call that, that Unity like they do the same actions and movements. Mm. Yeah. Yes Unity. whereas um In Australia, they the crowds would go crazy like spontaneously Like the way they feel
2: mm. uh, Okay, mm. I, I, I see you mean uh, I forgot the name of it is like
0: Foodie food. Yeah.
2: It? Yeah, it's that that's the word foodie
0: Yeah. And that um, you... uh, Yes. Yeah, and I I i also have gone to gigs in the uk and gone to gigs in japan and i do see that difference i mean it's obviously for somebody who's you know who's western it's mm. really i guess odd if you're new to if you're new to v- visual k um yeah. but it's also very interesting and uplifting because mm. you know it's norm- normally the fans the fans are controlled in japan but in yeah. Western audiences, everybody's everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
2: <laughs> yeah, I like that approach better to be honest. Like, well, the, the Western approach, sorry, because uh, yes. because the, the the gigs get more lively and it's like more heated and people are more I don't know like more genuine to the feelings and stuff like that.
0: So, next question is. Being banned is not an easy feat by like any means. So were there any sacrifices you had to make
1: during that time? Yes, I can pick up some. First of all, you know, on on stage and on like any um social networks um like Twitter, we try to not pretend, but you know, try to be fancy and you know, like as if we are having a good life. Mm. And but you know, when we are not on stage or in front of people, like off the internet, it's like we are always earning money and have to think about how to live the month and because we have to pay like for the equipment and, you know, for the studios. So the sacrifice I made for me was that, well, I used to be like I used to collect CD like every day like I would go to a CD store and find something new But I had to give that all up because I needed to save you know money to for for the band to me was quite what what's that word? Um, I was playing music But I wasn't able to listen to the music that I you know wanted to
2: uh, it's a bit ironic <laughs> Yeah. Uh, yes ironic was the only thing you gave up in the financial department or was
1: there anything else our time wise too um, well especially when we were making our you know records um, or trying to make the records I was pretty much sacrificing my sleep sleeping patterns yeah um, yeah I would do the mix or you know arrangements until the morning and would you know have a couple of hours of sleep and then have the next day was so that was pretty tough also um i wanted to go back to australia every now and then but you know time wise or money wise i wasn't able to do that
2: uh, you hear all these visual key like bandmen having a part-time job was was that
1: the same thing for you having the part-time job um yes sort of i i guess so the listeners would be you know non-japanese so i think i'm okay to say this but i was teaching english okay so um i don't know if it's a part it could be a part-time job but yeah.
0: So going back to your your CD buying, what bands are mm. you are you into?
1: Oh, any bands that got into my eyes. Um, I would look for some new bands that that is you know not popular yet, mm. like um. Oh, uh, since you're from UK, you know Ellie Golden? Yes. Yeah. Yes. Um, I actually heard her song. At a cd store when she re- released her first album and she wasn't popular at all but it was i i fell in love with it so i just bought it on that day also i would you know do some study about the old rock you know we have youtube now so i would search some bands and if i find it quite you know intriguing i would just buy that cd like uh, yeah, I used to collect a lot of um, King Crimson. Um, yeah. that's another UK band, I guess. Mm. Yes, so I collected all their studio albums.
2: So going back to the Visual K thing, um, yeah. would you say Visual K is popular in Japan, or how? how because we have a hard time perceiving how popular um. things are from a, from like an outside view, if you're mm. not living in Japan. So that's mm. the kind of thing that we sometimes we think bands are like japanese bands are like really really big but in fact they're just like an indie band that plays in small live houses
1: mm, um i don't know <laughs> the genre itself visual kei, is popular of course um everybody knows who x japan is mm-hmm. um, most people know who Lunacy is, but in you know when you follow that the history of who was the first visual can and who was the second and third and fourth and I don't know what generation we are at now but I think the popular, popularity is sort of decaying um, and sort of coming back to the underground scene so the indie, there are tons of indies visual k bands but not so many on the like the ranking charts like in japan we have oricon do you know that yes yes we don't see much visual k bands on the list of oricon
2: you have all these uh, mainstream visual k bands like the gazette appearing from time to time
1: um yes up to gazette i think They have established their sort of like their state status up to the point, you know, a lot of people know. But the generation after that, who would that be? I don't think like people in general would know them.
0: Yeah, it's hard to tell because obviously there are so many bands, so many indie bands, and not a lot of those indie bands will hit mainstream because of the kind of music they play that makes sense so for example sid sid were visual k band i guess they still consider themselves that i'm not quite sure they've blown they've done anime openings and whatnot and have reached a popularity that i guess nobody would have thought that would be the case and their music's quite digestible as well so I don't know, maybe it's is also the like genre of music as well.
2: But they play like pop nowadays, so it's quite yeah, yeah as you say, it's quite easy to digest.
0: Yeah, yeah.
2: Uh, are are there any Visual K bands that you follow right now, Kembo, that is um, that is part of the indie scene.
1: Um Hmm. I was really close with the band Holy Clock. Uh-huh. They are on a hiatus now. Mm don't know when they're coming back but their music really got me into i mean they're not only because they're my friends but their music was purely great and beautiful
2: what kind of music did they play
1: um what kind they had the essence of the 90s visual k ah i see yes
0: It's always hard to um, put visual K bands into genres because they play so much different. Yeah, it's true. Levels. Like it could go, it could be jazz, it could be rock pop, it could be metal at one point. You know? So it's it, it's a mixed bag. Um, what I want to ask is, every visual K band has has new costumes whenever something new is on the horizon. So that could be singles, albums, a DVD how are these costumes made does somebody draw them is there a company that specializes in making them
1: um yes uh well i only know about kansai region so i don't know how different it is in like tokyo kanto area but yeah we did have um the the costume company where like you see a lot of um costumes in different bands are made in the same place with the same company in Kansai region mm-hmm. um, Yeah, there's one popular one. Um, I think they moved to Tokyo though, so I don't know what other options there are now but yeah, we would just um, Give them a call and have some meeting give them ideas what um sort of image we have in mind for the next release and yeah we just sort of like make it together
2: yeah that's interesting are they focusing on visual k or are they like a general like i don't know like clothing manufacturer
1: the one i was talking about was mostly focused on visual k okay
0: do you know the name of the company
1: um, I forgot. <laughs> <laughs> um, but is it okay to say, um, the costume we had, the company made for Ryzen Rebellion. um, oh, and who else? Um, uh, possibly, uh, Devoloof. Oh, cool. Oh, by the way, um, Ray from Devoloof used to be a support guitarist. Oh, He's amazing. wow. That's, that's cool. He's I'm like right. a little brother to me. <laughs> oh, yeah, nice It's oh, fun to hear home. that
2: the Visual K scene is just like one big family.
1: Yes, in the end. Yeah, um, yeah we are all connected somehow.
0: I mean, you. Befo- I remember seeing that your band performed at um, the Kansai Rock Summit um, last year. And I yes. mean, I-, I guess you get to meet a whole load of bands, even though it's like one venue. Um, and there's many other venues involved in that summit. You get to meet new bands, new people, people you've met before. So I'm guessing that that's, that's a cool way to communicate. Uh,
2: so talking about live houses, is it difficult to book a live house and how expensive is it? Like not exactly how much it costs, but is it expensive?
1: Um, When we are a part of an event, um... Once we get into this, you know, scene, um, it, we get offers like every now and then. We don't have trouble seeking for a gig opportunity. To be honest, we have to, we have this system called uh, Um I think it refers to um, norm mm. in English, um, where you have to pay a certain amount of money or sell certain amount of tickets which usually is uh, 10 tickets in general so if you get 10 people watching your gig as your you know fans you don't have to pay anything but sometimes they ask us to pay for the equipment fee so yeah it's not like it's free to have a gig and also when we want to host gig well it depends on the size of the venue and whether if it's on weekdays or weekends um, but roughly it has a range of about how much One hundred thousand yen or less
0: um what i wanted to ask was when there are, are events of multiple bands there are mm. occasions where um the person on the door will ask what band are you coming to see what is that system about
1: yeah, that, that is to work with the Noduma I was talking about.
2: Uh, did you guys host any events on your own in the past?
1: Uh, we hosted three times I guess, or four times. We give our guests, oh I shouldn't call them guests, um, because guests we don't ask them to pay us any. But the bands I gathered for the host, we it's just this system where you know they it's for them it's like playing at a usual you know events where there are multiple bands but for us we get to manage all that money let's say if we have four bands other than us so that's 40 tickets together whether or not they get that amount of people coming in but that's the amount they have to Pay at the end of the day so we get we collect those money and then would be able to pay off the actual rental fee
2: so usually this is like plus minus zero
1: possibly plus just looking at that day but in the end when we host a gig uh, it usually means that we have made some records or did some sort of work before that, so yes, thinking about that in total would be sort of plus and minus and might be minus. Hmm. Never did a close calculation though. Is it compulsory to
0: have these events every so often or can you just choose to have these events?
1: Uh, We can choose. Okay, But you see seeing that other bands when they do have their release or you know, something new coming up, they would have that kind of thing, like a hosting gig or a one-man gig. And how
0: how much effort goes into it on your end, if you were hosting a gig?
1: So we have a production before that. And then in the meantime, we have to, you know, collect the bands. And that is quite tough. Um, there aren't many bands in kansai region and you know not all bands would be you know available to play on that day or you know would like to play with us so we get a lot of declines you know we try to get you know bands that are more acknowledged by more people yeah. to make the events you know be more successful yeah. but In reality, it's not that easy. So, you know, in the end, you know, you get your friends' bands, like the bands that we got along well with. Yeah. Yes. So I'm really thankful for those bands that really, you know, participated in our host gigs. But yeah, um, back to the story. It really takes a lot of time and effort finding the bands, um, working on on our production it's quite sl- sleepless
2: did you ever go on tours and how was it going on these tours Man- like the mental <laughs> effort and the physical effort and stuff like that how, how was the experience
1: um, we had a tour twice uh, not so many compared to other bands we hire a car and then It was only me and Kay who could drive the car, so it was just the two of us, you know, (laughs) who could switch the drivers. (laughs) Um, So it was okay when we went to Nagoya, because it's about two and a half or maybe three hours of drive, so one driver is enough. But when we went to Tokyo, Oh my god, Um, the Shizuoka prefecture is endless. Mm -hmm. I mean... (laughs) um, You're driving overnight, Um, you would leave Osaka uh, the night before the gig, maybe 10 o'clock, and around maybe 4, 5, or 6 o'clock, you're in Shizuoka, and you want to sleep, but you can't, and (laughs) it never gets to Tokyo. (laughs) <laughs> or I don't
0: know how many hours. Wow. That sounds that sounds intense. <laughs> and then you gotta yeah. perform like on the same day, yes. I guess. Yes. Uh, in in connection with tour life, I mean I know we already spoke we already spoke about um costumes, but Makeup is also a very part of um, very very important part of visual K. Who would be in t- one in charge of that job? Do you do it yourself, or is there somebody you get in for each gig to, to do it?
1: Um, we normally ha- um, have someone to do for us. Um, there are make makeup artists. I don't think any bands would do makeups by themselves. So we hire people to do them- the makeup.
2: So not even smaller bands. They, even they hire people to do their makeup.
0: Yeah, but would would you have the same, the same makeup artist, or would you have, take on different makeup artists to recreate the same, the similar look?
1: It's better to have the same makeup artist, and yeah. that's that's the usual case. We yeah. had two or three, like, what do you call, regular makeup artists who, once it's not available, we would uh, ask the next one. I mean, the other one. So we could have that routine and sort of keep up the same look. But some bands wouldn't be so fussed about it. Maybe they are quite flexible.
0: Would the makeup artist travel with with you guys or would they travel separately?
1: If we are to take the makeup artists from the the Kansai region together, we would go travel together.
2: You chose a more feminine kind of look, for your <laughs> your, yeah, for your van right. in Artelisia. Uh Like, how do you make the decision of choosing who's gonna be the feminine <laughs> member?
0: Because <laughs> a lot of fans obviously like they always have the token feminine one and it's really it's not yes. odd but it's like it's a it's a it's it, a it's a thing
1: yeah it's a thing it keeps happening so to be honest i never wanted to be the one
0: yes um
1: but i always wanted to be quite like a neutral type but never never a girly feminine Feminine is okay, but not the girly type. Uh, how how did you end be. up with that part then? When Kyrie, the guitarist, joined the band, and when we were making our next production and having the meeting with the makeup artist and the costume designers about the new outfit, they thought if I would keep the, the, the style that I had would sort of bless the whole um, c- contrast of the members.
0: I see. Like,
1: you know, they are all quite neutral, you know, neutral type. So, if, sort of, it wasn't forced, but they sort of wanted me to be the girly type in the end. To make, you know, to outstand each members. Uh, I was just
2: uh, wondering about the, the checkies that you sell uh, during live. Uh, What's the importance of these checkies as bandmen?
1: I have no idea, to be honest. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, again, I never thought my band would be playing in the visual case scene. And, you know, I was... I didn't even know the Japanese music scene, so I didn't know what checky was and yeah i couldn't believe how we could you know sell them to the fans and earn money from it it was <laughs> unbelievable for me
2: yeah
1: <laughs> <laughs> so a lot of people do buy them
0: yes i mean it is it's sold alongside merch so it It has to be. I guess it has to be something. You have to do it every every time. You know, it's Mm. it it looks intense, just to say to say to say the least. Mm.
2: Well, I think the uh, the attractive part about selling check is is that each one of them is unique and you can't get it like anywhere else. There's no other one like this. Of course, yeah. Yeah. But how how much is usually a a Um,
1: About five dollars each.
0: I think normally 500 yen.
1: Yeah, so that's about five dollars.
0: And that's quite expensive actually.
2: Yeah,
1: it is. Mm. Well, some bands would sell it for 10 bucks.
0: Wow.
2: So is Uh, that the more established bands, I guess?
1: Yes.
0: What would you say um, has been your like your most positive experience um, being involved in such a scene? Mm, positive it does have to, does have your Positive. have to Be your most positive. It could be a number of positive experiences.
1: Uh huh. Um. Well, I guess I was able to meet my fan base. Um. That's something I cannot, you know, have it anywhere else. And also I was able to meet, um, you know, some of the people that, you know, I used to watch them on YouTube. I was never a fan of them, but someone that I would admire in, in certain certain points. Like I was, uh, the final recording I worked, with Alicia. Um the recording engineer used to work with uh, Gakt or Gakuto wow. so um, he showed us how um, Gactos old songs were on his computer actually like the session files That's cool. it was amazing to see yeah it's pretty cool and are there
0: any negatives you've experienced during that time also?
1: Everything was quite overwhelming. Mm. Um, I was physically and mentally not so well. Um, like I said, I the reason I came to Japan was that I had some sort of... Um, well... physical issue. And it was... At a point, it was getting better, but um, again, it was sort of getting worse and my, actually I had a shoulder problem, which I, once I wasn't able to play drums, um, and it was sort of coming back and not really my members did care much about it, so it was quite sad.
2: Yeah, I I don't understand how why they would react like that. I mean, as a band you you're you're quite close to each other so I thought they would be more understanding.
1: My members did know about my issues. They would help me when I need help, but I don't know if they really did. I think being in a visual K there's, there's a thing where you get, I don't know, too busy and you can't think about other people mm. very much. I, I think I was the same to the others too, in, in some ways. Um, so it's it's like you got to protect yourself while you can. So I think it is really important to have that, you know, spare space um, somewhere inside you to be able to care for the others. And if you don't have that, you know, you see a lot of bands disbanding and all that. And I think in most cases, it's mostly the human relationships.
2: So without going into details, but Mm -hmm. were there typical topics uh, that cause disagreements uh, between the band members?
1: Oh, in my band?
2: Yeah, well, uh, or in general.
1: Mm. Like,
0: could be things that you've heard from other band members too. Yeah.
1: yeah. Um, I think we all had... Like we... What do you call that? The focus we had were not all the same. And some members would think they need, I mean, we need to do more tour gigs and do have more release where other members would think we need to keep the balance of the members Mm. um, in order to have all that, you know, gigs and productions. And when those different ideas stay for some, some time, it sort of clashes and maybe, I don't know, it's really hard to go back to the point where we could really you know, understand each other.
2: Yeah, I guess this puts everyone on a bad mood as well.
0: Yeah. So, um, band members are constantly using social media to keep in touch with fans and they post, mm. obviously they post photos and videos and talk about recent events. How do you think it has changed the way members communicate with fans
1: and also themselves? Um, I think it's great to be able to expose, you know, um, the communication between the members or the fans um, because when we didn't have the internet it was all under the scene you know but at the same time it's not always obvious um, it could they could be communicating on the DM like the direct messages and you don't know what's behind it um, so there's I don't know it's I I enjoy communicating with the fans Um, but at the same time I feel like I've got to be careful because some people might come too much not having like certain distance at all So yeah
2: Would you reply to your fans directly? Um,
1: When I first started using Twitter I Yes, I was always replying to their messages I, I don't know. There's there's a point where I stopped doing that, and I'm sort of not replying to the messages. Only sometimes when, oh, my band disbanded, so now I don't have anything to really protect from or for. So you don't
2: accidentally say
1: the wrong thing to hurt your band. Right. Yes. Yes. Hmm. But I think there needs to be some distance between it, doesn't have to be the fans and the musicians, but some people are very unique and can be <laughs> quite. Um, how can I put this? Could be harmful at times.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yes. That's, that's understandable. Yeah.
2: Did you feel like all these messages and all these uh, tweets and uh, did they support you uh, make you want to carry on making music.
1: Oh, absolutely.
2: So that was a one of the driving forces then. Yes. How did uh, all the social media help you expand your band during your time uh, with Artelizia?
1: See, it's not like we were um, chatting like like we're good friends on with the with the fans, but you know we're able to communicate somehow. Um, in my case, when they give me some sort of uh, comments or anything, I would always put a like button to not let them know that I have read it and you know I appreciate it. Yeah. So it's not like we have obvious connection as you know. You know as a person but Uh that's sort of you know this new way of communication i guess
0: so the people close to you what did they think of you being Mm -hmm. in a visual k band
1: like my families and close friends
0: your close friends yeah i imagine there was like probably mixed reaction i'm not i'm not entirely sure but yeah
2: especially Mm, with you taking the the feminine role (laughs) 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 <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm just joking.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, um, all my close people never thought it looked good on me. Um, but uh, yeah, being in the visual K just, you know, my, my family and friends were really supportive about it. Um, yeah, I never had some, anything against my will in terms of that.
2: I guess it's uh, quite hard for them, well, uh, you 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 mentioned that they didn't think it looked good on you. Uh, Just
1: a girly appearance. Yeah, yeah um, I
2: think it's because if, if they knew you for such a long time and if your parents see you grow up and stuff like that, it's mm. quite a contrast to see you go from your usual look to something totally different.
1: Mm.
2: But uh, your parents, they, they were still okay with all of that
1: yeah I mean my mother she lives in Australia but whenever she travels to Japan she would go to one of those uh, CD stores and I, I could give her the CD but she would go and buy it <laughs> <laughs>
2: it sounds exactly like mothers <laughs> how they would
0: act yeah that sounds uh, that sounds like a very supportive relationship you have with your yes. mom. Yes. That actually leads on to our next question. Um. So obviously people buy people buy CDs. They'll buy merch, whatever, whatever you're selling. Um. So how how sustainable is it being in an Individual K band?
1: We. I think most people have their part time jobs. And. Yeah. yeah we somehow have to make it work, right?
0: Yeah, of course.
1: It's not like we are getting like individual incomes from the CDs and mergers.
0: Yeah.
1: It all goes back to the band. Um, I don't know how I was able to do that. <laughs> <laughs> of course then, again, there's my family support yeah. and all that. So maybe, maybe that's the way I was able to sustain the activity.
0: Mm.
1: Mm. I think it's more hard for visual care because you gotta make things constantly. You gotta have like new outfit in certain certain amount of time, like maybe three four months. Oh yeah. And you know it's like the money's draining away every f- half a year Yeah. and yeah and as long as the band members agrees with that I think it's okay but when someone thinks that that's that's the essential and it's the must thing we have to do so Some person might be sacrificing a little, and the other person might be sacrificing, like, like, massive amount of money and time. And that could cause the, sort of, the bad balance of the routine.
0: Hmm. Oh, something's happening. (laughs) (laughs) (laughs)
1: Okay. What's that? That's alright. We we'll just wait till it goes. Campbell, are you in trouble? <laughs> oh no, no. I live near the <laughs> quite a big street, so sorry. The ambulance, right? That's fine.
2: Yeah, yeah. I'm just joking. <laughs> but, uh, yeah. Uh, so, yeah. What was what was I saying? Uh, if you're the typical <laughs> Visual K band, uh, you usually have this fancy clothing. But if you're more into the casual k which people call it uh-huh. is, is, yeah so then you would just dress up a bit more uh,
1: like less pricey and
0: in, in just, just like general clothing i guess but yeah you're, you know clothing together to make an outfit
2: yes mm. so so in that way you could save money <laughs> that way <laughs> for your costumes yeah
1: and then you know what I think we're all greedy in a way so if we don't have to put our money on cost on our costumes we would put more money into something else like making flyers or you know for the city productions yeah if we didn't have to spend on one thing we always had to spend on something else
2: (laughs) okay so you would spend all that money anyway like it doesn't matter how.
1: Yeah. And for me, you see, I, I don't know. Whenever I thought I could save some money, I, something. Some of my instruments would, you know, break, and I have to replace to a new one. So
2: yeah. Well, you you mentioned flyers. Uh, those are the kind of stuff that you, as a fan, maybe just disregard us. I don't know. <clears throat> yeah. It's it's just a piece of paper, but is is that expensive to produce?
1: Well, flyers aren't expensive. If you want to print, maybe I don't know a couple of hundreds. Mm -hmm. Maybe it's only a I don't know less than a hundred bucks. Okay. So that's not too expensive. When you weren't
0: doing music, were you doing other things as well, like? Was there actually time, was there actually time to do other things or did you have to just focus on music?
1: Basically no time to do anything else. I wasn't able to hang out with my friends. Um, I don't know, I was quite under pressure that I had to always do something for the band.
2: Because you were the main composer as well.
1: Mm, Yes, and I was okay with being the main composer, um, that's what I wanted to be. Um, but the requirements, what is it, the intentional re- requirements I was sort of um, feeling from the members was that I had to make like everything perfect, which was quite a pressure. I would, you know, be on in front of the computer every night. Um, and then I see some of the members hanging hanging out with, you know, some other people. And I was like, you know, especially when during the busy moments, I'm like, I don't have time to even get out of the room and do stuff, like hang out with friends. But I would see some tweets with a glass of beer. Yeah. And I would feel, you know, I'm I'm old. You know, stuck with this work, and <laughs> why are you doing that?
0: <laughs> we can next question, I guess we can ask is, mm. how did you find yourself playing the drums? What made you want to be a drummer in the first place? I was
1: never into music until I was maybe into junior high, or maybe just before that. Um, but my I have a sister and a brother, they both used to go to piano lessons. Um, my father was a conductor for a choir team um, when he was a student, so I was raised in sort of like um, more sort of classical environment, classical music environment, but I that never intrigued me and I was never interested in music. But then I started listening to some sort of anime songs, um, which was uh, two mix. Um, the The vocal is the voice actress of the um, Detective Conan, if you know that anime. I
0: know that anime, yeah.
1: Yes, yes. Um, well, that was the first music that really got me into... But still, I wasn't really imagining myself playing any instruments. and couple of years later maybe when I was about 15 my friend made me a copy of a what do you call compilation album with the all these club music and yeah I was listening over and over again and somehow you know club musics don't really have drummers; they, they the rhythms are all done by computers but there was something that made me wanted to play drums from that music. Yeah, that was the first reason I started playing drums. And even then back then I didn't like rock music in general.
2: At that time what kind of music were you listening to?
1: I was listening to like radio, you know, friendly pop, um some anime songs and that some club music um if you know, do you know a uh, group called Hybrid? I don't know, maybe they're Swedish, maybe not.
2: <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> I not sure.
1: No. Yes, but I was listening to those kind of music. And then there was the time I was about to come to Japan um for high school. For two years And then i saw bees uh the rock duo yeah Uh, yes yes and on the tv and yeah there was another what is it wave of something that you know that was the start of the point where i started listening to rock music
2: as you're the main composer you also know how to play the other instruments a little bit
1: as well Um, yes, the following year I started playing the drums. I started playing the guitar. Um, So actually, um, if you have seen Artilicious Credit before Kyrie joined, um, it was actually Kay on vocals and me being on instruments. Mm. So I wasn't actually just the drummer, but um, yeah, the guitar and the bass as well
0: kind of gone to the end of our questions i mean i guess what we could ask is if you were gonna put together another band together and it had to be perfect perfect visual k band ever Uh, who would you include and why
1: is it for myself or is that the imaginary band
0: imaginary band
1: (laughs) ah right so i can pick up anybody
0: yes anybody
1: (laughs) (laughs) Uh, i like thinking that kind of things um for the drama mm. can i include myself yeah of course, yes. <laughs> <laughs> of course yeah. no actually actually uh no i'll put myself aside um if not me um i would have Shinya from lunacy for the drummer.
2: ah yes yes yeah
1: um could be the dean gray Shinya as well but i prefer lunacy's mm and for the bass uh toshia from duane gray huh. and uh for guitar sugizo from lunacy i can't think of this side guitar though um and i don't know uh, for the vocals, i would pick up Kel from duane gray again wow <laughs> okay <laughs> <That's
2: cool. laughs> what, what, what kind of music would this band make
1: with this band make.
2: Yeah. <laughs> um, I mean, we see so many side projects from Dear and Grey, so it
1: could be anything. Yeah.
0: Yeah, and same with Lunacy. Luna, so.
1: <laughs> yeah, it was half Lunacy, half Dear and Grey band, wasn't it? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But to me, I think they both have sims, like similar sort of uh, aesthetics, hmm. um, in my opinion. So I think, yeah, I think it would make a good collaboration if those people worked together.
0: That would be like a super band, definitely.
1: <laughs> yes. I mean, I've, I know um, Kyo and Sugizo have worked together in Sugizo's album and on Skikio's album too. Oh, okay. Yeah.
0: Is that on, Um. is that... Oneness for Sugizo.
1: Uh, yes.
0: Yeah. Is there any
2: band that you would like to recommend that you see potentially <clears throat> right now? Or maybe just some band you follow that you want to recommend?
1: Um, see, I wasn't really able to like keep up my musical like library. Um, and to be honest, I think the music isn't really giving me the drive at the moment I mean the new stuff yeah they kind of sound quite similar to one another there isn't a band I can pick up and say you you guys should listen to them right now (sighs) well it's not my my cup of tea but um, do you know Clack Inc?
0: yeah I've heard of them
1: they make something cool Ah.
0: We've, yeah, we've come to the end of our, of our question time. So, um, mm-hmm. okay, I would just finish off. I guess where right. where do you see yourself in five five years times, um, and what do you hope you can ch- achieve in the
1: next five years? Um, hmm. I really didn't see my Bernard Alicia coming to an end. So I'm actually at the point where I'm quite in a huge loss moment. Um, I really don't know what I want to do now. Um, But at the same time, I find a lot of, I can finally have some time for myself and be able to, you know, explore a bit more, you know, listen to some new music. And I have, yeah, been talking with people who, Are asking me to help them with their compositions and arrangements and recordings. So I don't know, I don't know if I will be coming back on stage, Um, maybe if I find the right members again. So it's really hard to um, think ahead for a promising future, but I think I will be keep doing music somehow
2: at the current stage Mm -hmm. are you more interested in being in the background when it comes to making music
1: i hate being in the background i want to be (laughs) on stage i'd love to but for now i just don't want to rush into you know that scene again to give myself more pressure i think Mm -hmm. i need to release myself for a while and I think I need some time to relax and maintain myself.
0: Thank you, Kembo, for um, joining us today. It's um, my really pleasure. Appreciate it. um, it's really been really interesting listening to your opinions and comments about um, all, st- all kinds of stuff from Visual K. So
1: yeah, yeah, it was really nice being uh, ch- having, you know, this time with you guys. Um, yeah. Thanks
0: for having me. For all those listening and all those who have come this far into the the interview, thank you for hanging about. But we hope you enjoyed that and for now, take care. Thank you. Bye-bye. Thank you. Woo!
1: Bye. Thank you.